Welcome to the IOM podcast, First Break Stories from the Roll Floor. I'm your host, Simon Tietke, and today's guest is Dave Jensen, Passionate Miller, Vice President of Production at Seema Milling Company, and current President of the International Association of Operative Millers. We are going to have a nice conversation about Dave's lifetime in milling, his values, and what it means to be the IOM president. But first, a word from our sponsors. Bühler Insights is the digital service available from Bühler. It provides unprecedented levels of transparency for your process by capturing data from the machines in your plant and then visualizing that data in a digestible format for you to make more informed decisions about your production process. It works on a single machine, an entire plant or across a multi-site organization. Bühler Insights is a powerful, customizable and highly secure digital solution that increases productivity could be increased yield, reduced plant downtime, machine, line or plant performance analysis and comparison or reducing your energy usage. Whatever your top priority is, Bühler Insights has you covered today and into the future. Contact your local Bühler office to find out more or just search for it online today. GEA Golfetto Sangari consider milling raw materials such as maize, wheat and cereals as a promise. A promise to all their customers to promote environmental sustainability and make the most of the resources offered by our planet. That's why GEA Golfetto Sangadi's milling technology is developed with the aim of protecting raw materials in the most effective way by reducing internal friction, optimizing the layout and maximizing the energy savings. Discover how GEA Golfetto Sangadi develops and builds milling plants of any size and any capacity on GEA.com. Hey Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, doing just fine. Doing just fine. Thanks for being on today. It's my pleasure. Dave, why don't you why don't you um, introduce yourself quick um, in the intro? The people are gonna hear what you do and who you are, but uh, you'd like to like to hear quick who you are, who you work for, and what you what you do for the IAUM. Yeah, I'm David Jansen. I'm currently the vice president of production at Seamer Milling Company. Um, I've been with Seamer for 25 years. Um, my background is electrical engineering, and I went to work right out of college for Seamer Milling and worked my way up uh, through various departments and positions and took my current role uh, today. I currently serve as the uh, president of the IAOM. Perfect. Thank you. And, you know, I mean, it's been... Probably it's been quite the presidential year already for you. I think you jumped into into very weird circumstances with the COVID going on right now. And I'm pretty sure that keeps you busy, not just at your main job as um, as vice president at Sima Mulling, but also as, as the IRM president. So with that in mind, what does it mean to you to be the IRM president today at in under those circumstances, but also just generally? Uh, for me, it's just truly an honor when I look back at the presidents that uh, filled the position previously and people that I have tremendous respect for. It's just uh, very humbling to be the president of the association. And I never thought my involvement in the association would, would lead to uh, such an honor to be a part of the executive committee and, and then be able to serve as uh, president of the organization. Um, 
especially when I look at what the organization means to me and what it meant for my uh, career path. Uh, as I said earlier, I my background is in electrical engineering. I thought I was going to be more on the maintenance side and engineering side of the business, and I progressed into the milling side, and it was the IOM that was integral in my education, milling education, and I believe that it was uh, instrumental in uh, my success in my career path. Yeah, absolutely. Same same here for me. I had no idea what the IOM really was before I came to the U.S. for milling purposes, obviously, and since then I'm I'm highly involved and appreciate every minute I can spend with anybody in the association for sure. So um, with being president, do you have do you have any goals? What are your goals for the for your presidential year? And you know, how, how are you progressing on them? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier at, uh, at my it, as I mentioned earlier in uh, Denver at the, our last conference that we held, uh, my goals for my presidency is to continue to build on the foundation that Jeff Hole and previous presidents have set for us, you know, focusing on our mission statement, um, you know, to enhance the proficiency of members in the international milling industry and uh, providing a educational forums for the delivery and exchange of ideas and technology. Um, and then to review our strategic plan. Um, currently, our strategic plan focuses on education and training, membership engagement, collaborative partnerships, marketing and communications, governance, and we've also added um, an aging workforce, the next generation of professionals, and diversity and inclusion. Um, so, unfortunately, due to the COVID pandemic, we had to change some of our plans and cancel the annual conference. And so, a lot of the programs and uh, presentations that we had planned had to be uh, canceled. And we've moved some of those to uh, virtual events, which has been successful. Uh, but it's uh, we still like to have that uh, in-person meeting, you know, to facilitate fellowships among the members. Absolutely. Uh, so as we go forward, uh, we were hoping that our district meetings would be kicking off. And uh, unfortunately, the pandemic is sticking with us. So we've had to cancel district meetings going forward. So we'll have to see how things progress. But we still want to... Uh, hold as many virtual events as we can and keep committees meeting as well and keeping the work of the association uh, moving forward. Uh, the association does offer a number of uh, educational opportunities that can be still uh, used and are uh, available online or through distance learning, whether it be the correspondence course or the resident milling courses, or even the milling technician certificate program, all of those have been available and can still be used even in this time of this pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope, you know, with this, that we can, you know, contribute a little bit with the IOM podcast and, um, you know, educate people a little little on the 
on the distance side, right? So you can listen to it on your way to work, on your way home, things like that. And I think, you know, especially, especially in those times, those, those are very important tools to use. The distance learning is a, is a big tool. And as you mentioned, you know, we had some, um, we had some really good success with digital, digital learning. Um, quick, you know, you talked a little bit about education and IOM and how you got into it. You know, why don't you, why don't you give us a little bit broader view of, you know, what your journey was in the milling industry and how the IOM really got you from the mechanical engineering background to where you are today, a very experienced and passionate miller? Yeah, so my journey started in uh, high school. I was a senior and looking to preparing for college and I thought, well, I need to make some money to pay for college. So I had a friend that worked at Seamer Milling and he encouraged me to come to work for Seamers and I did and I thought, well, I'll work there for six months, go to college and never be back. But uh, uh, I was able to work part-time through college and after graduation, Seamer Milling offered me a position within their maintenance department. And it was there uh, when I was working in the maintenance department that Red Tegler uh, asked me to attend uh, an IOM conference explained it was a, a really good organization, good people, and a good way to expand my milling uh, knowledge. So I agreed and start, attended my first conference in 94 and became a member and uh, been active in the association ever since. And as I advanced th through the ranks at Seamer Milling, I also took uh, some of the resident milling courses uh, advanced milling in, at Kansas State University, as well as the correspondence course, and then just the uh, involvement in the um, district meetings and the uh, annual conference, uh, the education from the not only the pres presenters but also the uh, the vast experience from the from the membership that you're able to talk to and network with and discuss different aspects of milling. Uh, that all helped to improve my milling knowledge uh, about the industry and milling in general uh, and build on the engineering side of my education. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely name-dropped Red Hegler here, and who doesn't know Red Hegler yet? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely planning on having him on the podcast too because he's, he's a cornerstone of the IRM, especially to me, and you know, also got got me introduced to a lot of things when I came to the US. But um, definitely quite the mentor you had there. And, and I think without him and without the IRAM, we probably would not be where you are today. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. I can think back on those first district meetings, you know, read instrumental in introducing me to the IOM and encouraging uh, my involvement. And then others like Gary Pickleman from outside yeah. the industry, uh, someone just very inviting, very, uh, caring and passionate about the the industry and the association. It was people like that that uh, really uh, inspired me to continue to be involved in the association and in milling. Absolutely, absolutely. Just another name drop right there, and another guest on my podcast pretty soon. Though that that works out just fine for me. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, you know what what does make you feel inspired? You know, I mean, you obviously say you've been doing this, what, for 25 years, you said? Yes. So what, what makes you feel inspired to come back every day and, and how does it relate to your job, you know? 
uh, for me, continuous improvement and the you know what milling and uh, provides that there's always something that you can be working on and improving on, uh, improving efficiencies, improving the process, improving the uh, the, the process as employees your employees work in that process to make it more efficient for them. Uh, it's just. Uh, there's endless opportunities there. There's new technology that uh, is always on the horizon uh, that can be incorporated into our plants and our facilities. So uh, I really enjoy that aspect of it, uh, the continuous improvement and always looking for a, a new and better way of doing things. Yep, absolutely agreed. I think that's one of the things that keeps me passionate as most as, as most too just you know to come in and just make something better every day so that's that's really nice from above and beyond service to incredible flower performance in your facility miller milling company goes the extra mile at every mill Miller's team's dedication and attention to details helps them learn your business so they can work seamlessly as a part of your crew. Whether you need existing products or customized solutions, you can count on Miller to deliver exactly what you need. Miller Milling also works to make sure every link in your supply chain is secure so you get a reliable product on time, every time. And if something ever happens to go wrong, they always make it right. Because here, flour is more than a process grade, it's a partnership. Welcome to Milling Made Easy. So we, we have a lot of, um, we, well, we're planning to have a lot of listeners here um, that are K-State students and fresh K-State graduates, right? And they're looking up to, to people like you that have been in the industry for that time that, you know, are the IOM president or will be past president in the future. So, you know, when you were that age, if you could turn back time, what would you tell yourself, you know, to, what, what would you do again? What was the right thing to do to become where you're at? Yeah, looking back, uh, I would uh, tell myself to, education is key. Uh, even when you're done with high school, even when you're done with uh, college, you know, learning never stops, um, no matter what industry you're in. So to, continue uh take the time when you're in high school and college to get as much education as possible and then realize that as you advance in your career that learning never stops and take it all advantage of any opportunity you have to to continue to educate yourself you know looking back at how technology alone has influenced the milling industry but all industries for that matter you know 25 years ago what we thought all you needed to know has changed yeah. uh, drastically to what we need to know today and how we do our jobs. And, you know, even the food safety side of it, you know, what we thought we knew 25 years ago, again, has changed drastically. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, you think now it's, you know, when you get a new automation system or you build a new mill, it's nearly not unthinkable of that. You don't have iPads or anything mobile to control a mill. Right. And, and then, you know, I look back to some of the mills I've, you know, I've seen that and, you know, that just don't have anything like that. They still have push buttons and, and you know, just this vast difference in technology nowadays. You look at an Alice Roller Mill, right, compared to 
something brand new if it's if it's Bula or Olmos or whatever's out there, right? And everything is digital nowadays, and everything is touchscreen, and and you have so many sensors, and you know just just the just the amount of information you get out of machines nowadays, you just didn't have that, right? But but you would, I think you would not be able to tell quality apart if you wouldn't know your normal quality parameters without that information, right? You still need to know how to feel and to smell and to hear, right? But but yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, you guys, I, I know you guys have, have some of the more modern machinery and automation systems in your plans, and it definitely makes a difference, I guarantee you, from when you started, huh? Yeah, we have the, the mill and Tetopolis is still uh, manually controlled, and we have some of the latest fully automated uh, mills, uh, one being in West Harrison, the Whitewater Mill. Uh, but the fundamentals of milling are there. It's the technology that has been applied to them. And the, the sheer amount of data, as you said, that we have at our disposal that we can use uh, to monitor how our mills are running and make them run more efficiently is just tremendous. Um, that wasn't there 25 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say, you know, even I started, which is, you know, not that long, but 15 years ago probably, is, you know, the, the flower slick was probably my most important tool. And nowadays, it's really, it's data. And, you know, I can go through the mill and get so much data at once and don't, hear, don't even have to, you know, spend so much time trying to collect it myself. And I just can, um, you know, spend my time much more useful with doing continuous improvement based on the data I collect. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, it's funny you say that the flower slick is still a very useful tool. And Absolutely. I like to say that there's more tools in a Miller's uh, toolbox than the computer mouse. Um, with technology, with automated mills, sometimes we want to run our mills from the control room, and uh, there is absolutely still a need to get out in the mill, as you said, to, yeah. to touch and feel and see what's going on. Uh, so the fundamentals are still a key part of it. We just have a lot more uh, tools and uh, technology to help us with managing and controlling the mills. Yeah. See, and I and I see that the same way, right? When when the automation got big and and you know, really efficient. I feel like the shift to milling from the control room was too easy for a lot of for a lot of millers and a lot of companies. But I feel like with the mobile technology that's out there today, you just it moves backwards, kind of, right? It moves back out into the mill. And and what I, how I like to use it is mainly to to reduce mundane tasks, right? Like collecting samples, running the NIR, you know, n checking roll temperatures, things like that which can be totally automated and that gives you more time to study flow sheets, you know, come up with changes, come come up with, with ash curves, you know, sift tests, things like that. I think that's what it what it ought to be used for. All right. Good. I mean I could I could talk all day about automation <laughs> and, and the future, but definitely definitely big topic and, and I think I'm gonna bring it up a couple more times in this podcast for sure. Can't can't really hide from it nowadays. Um, well, thank you for for um, taking the time and talking to us. You know, filling us in a little bit on on what you do and in in your presidency, but also what you do in your job and how you became who you are. And um, I have one closing question I like to ask people, mainly because it's part of the new IOM, and um, maybe you can answer it quick. And I'm very interested in what you have to say. So um, the question really is how we can promote 
you know, the job in milling grains to, the, to today's youth and how we can add diversity to it. Yeah, I think as uh, an industry, we need to take every opportunity uh, to educate our communities and, and the people we come in contact with, every touch we have with the community, with our families, with the local community college or our schools, uh, and, and let them know about the careers that are available in the milling industry. Um, I know for us, we do Seamer Milling, we do a lot of tours uh, for different aspects of the community, whether it be FFA, uh, just uh, local school tours, uh, ag teacher tours, and we'd always uh, present on Seamer Milling who we are and what we do. And we, a lot of times we failed to mention the career opportunities that were available with, within the milling industry. And so that's something that we've added. Whenever we do a tour, we share the milling uh, career opportunities and the different avenues uh, within the milling uh, industry, whether it be a four-year degree, a miller technician, or uh, an internship just with a, a flour mill. So I think the, the industry itself needs to promote the, the number of different career paths within the industry. And then on the diversity side, I think uh, the IOM has uh, sponsored a number of uh, discussion, whether it be uh, women in milling luncheon or the, we di weren't able to hold that in, at our last uh, conference due to it being canceled, but we had a webinar. And I think that discussion about diversity, just by having uh, that discussion and uh, an awareness about the topic uh, is a good first step there. You know, when we talk about w women in milling and uh, the lack thereof, uh, we got to realize if we're not considering that segment of the population, uh, we are losing a large portion of a potential workforce of competent professionals that can fill a numerous roles within the, the milling industry. Uh, so I think we have to be aware of that and uh, in our hiring practices and make sure our facilities are equipped such that uh, it's inclusive for all uh, walks of life. Absolutely. That's yeah, very good. Very good closing question and answer here. Well, thanks a lot, Dave. I hope you um, you know have a good rest of your day, and I hope to hear from you soon again. And I would like to make this something you know I could check in on you pretty soon again and make this something regular. But um, yeah, thanks for taking time, and um, here's, yes. talk to you soon. Yep. Thank you.